Welcome to another Ember Weekend. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Starting with the project that you've been working on. Um, it's a screen scraper, right? But it has a, a, an Ember uh, API component or an, an Ember component? Yeah, there's a project we're working on that has a scraper component. And just to kind of like have a good way to kind of like stress test it. And we just have like a simple Ember app in front of it uh, that lets me like hit any URL and see kind of see what comes back off of that scrape. One of the problems I ended up having was uh, I don't really have a, uh, a database that I'm hitting, but I do want to use Ember data to like basically store each scrape client side. So I basically have these uh, idealist data structures coming back that I want to save into Ember data. Right. So it's like transient records that really aren't going to be saved permanently, but you want them for the life for the life cycle of the app, right? Right, and they they really only mean something to the user who performed that that single scrape. So what I ended up doing is writing a custom data adapter that basically just creates IDs for packages as they come in. Um, so uh, when when it receives a payload, it uh, you know knows kind of what structure to look for, uh, and then inserts IDs in the right places, hooks up relationships correctly with IDs, uh, and throws it all in Ember data. That's pretty cool. Um, so what uh, what specifically, what hooks are you are you tapping into in the adapter layer? Uh, so right now I'm just using query. So there's there's no way for me to like obviously delete or update or create. So I won't ever use those. Right, because those aren't um, actually relevant um, for your use case, right? Right. And then I also have no reason to ever do find all. Yeah, so query really is the only one that makes sense for my use case. So it's the only one I had to implement. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I noticed that... Uh, that you also have a serializer um, to normalize the query back into uh, the into into Ember, right? Yeah. So the you know I when I first went into this, I I, th- I had a I had a misconception of what the adapter and serializer's jobs were. I mean, I, I had kind of a high level idea, um, but um, the I think the original thought that I had was that the adapter was responsible for like outgoing things, and the serializer responsible for incoming things, um, and it's kind of like uh, a mix of both. I ended up having to create a serializer. Um, to to deserialize and serialize. So you the serializer serializes, but also ca- does what it calls normalizing, um, which is just deserializing. So uh-huh. you you make both parts of uh, that. I actually instead of, since I don't ever send anything out, I don't actually have to um, implement serialize. So the only thing I have is normalized query. It's normalized query response, right? Yeah, normalized query response, and uh, which eventually calls normalize. Right. And uh, yeah, we we looked at some of the source code for this just to you know make sure that we had all the the right. Uh, you know, ideas about how it's implemented. And uh, it seems as if uh, each one of the adapter hooks has a corresponding kind of like, let me normalize this for you kind of method. There's a switch statement around, uh, you, you have it pulled up on your machine. Yeah, so I'm using the JSON serializer. So there's a there's a big switch statement in there um, uh, inside of normalize response uh, that basically says, to, you know, depending on what your request type was, call this specific normalize. So in my case, my request type is query. Uh, so it calls normalized query response. Yeah, I, this was a really enlightening for me as well. Um, typically, I, I've in all the Ember apps that I've done, I've had control of the backend. So if I want to make changes to the uh, to the to the data, I usually make it in the in the server uh, side, uh, which tends to tends to work pretty well, uh, especially if you have control of it. Um, but this uh, this your your experience here with the transient records. Um, Kind of made me start thinking about Godfrey Chan's talk from EmberConf, where he he used the adapter and serializer layers to kind of like interact with Hacker News. It's called the 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 talk was called hijacking Hacker News, and uh, yeah, that's a 
that's actually where I got all of this this code from. So oh, is that, like every <laughs> everything cool. I know about the the data, you know, the adapter and the serializer uh, are from the talk. So yeah, that's it's awesome. I, you know, and I, I think that uh, as as uh, Ember data matures, uh, I think it just recently hit a stable release. I think that and and it's and it's transitioning away from uh, like the REST adapter and into a JSON API uh, adapter. Uh, I think a lot of people are realizing that they need to understand the adapter and serializer layer uh, more. So uh, in the future, we're going to do an episode where we talk very in-depth about all the hooks that are available and uh, and how you should use them. But for now, I think that uh, you know the best thing you can do is to start reading the docs, which uh, which were very helpful about explaining like kind of the purpose of each of the hooks in the adapter layer and uh, and kind of finding navigating around the source code is actually pretty great because uh, it's pretty well documented and uh, and well structured. So. I think that's the best way to, to kind of get an understanding of it, and also watch uh, watch Godfrey Jan's talk because <laughs> it was awesome. Right, and and one of the things I think that's really interesting about the the new changes to Ember Data are the the use of JSON API under the hood, so that every adapter you use eventually boils down into uh, the, the the document for JSON API. So if you look into uh, it's like under, underscore normalized response or something. Uh, there's a place where it's building like the last step of that, um, which means that if you if you know the structure of JSON API well, then you basically know the internals of Ember Data. So it's 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 a good way to basically have kind of like knowledge sharing, uh, you know, among like the backend kind of server responses and their your front end. Um, it's uh, one of the weird things that I had to know in order for this all to make sense was how relationships work with JSON API. Um, and so like, that's like probably how, uh, one of the, one of the things you should look into if you really want to get into building an adapter is the included in the relationships. Everything else is pretty simple, but those, those two things are kind of, um, they're kind of weird at first. Yeah. So basically with J- JSON API becoming the lingua franca of Ember data, it's uh, it's a, it's a good idea to also look at the JSON API spec. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, and you know, going back to your your use case, um, this is not the first time I've I've seen uh, this kind of use case. Uh, it's very common to reach out to APIs that uh, that you're not ever going to really store or create records for, or maybe you are going to create records for, but you don't necessarily want your backend to do that. Uh, one of the really great examples of this in my mind is uh, like Google Map information. So a lot of times you want to reach out for Google Map information and treat it like a resource but you don't ever want to necessarily persist that to the back end. So I think this is a really great use case for that as well. Definitely something to take a, take a look at. I think that as we change over to using mostly JSON API, it's uh, everyone's going to run into a time when knowing about the adapter and serializer layers is really going to be useful. Definitely take that and take, take a look at that. We've given shout outs to podcasts in the past, most notably uh, Emberland. Uh, and and we did a resource episode uh, where we talked about um, a few other resources that you should look at. But recently, in the past two weeks or so, there's been a couple of interviews on the Frontside podcast. And uh, one was with Trek Glawicki and one was with Robert Jackson. And I think uh, both of these were just so good that I, I really wanted to mention them on this week's uh, this week's podcast. So, you know, when you get a chance, maybe after listening to Ember Weekend, you should go and uh, Check out the Frontside podcast. Definitely worth your time. And speaking of Trek, uh, there's actually an issue out to improve uh, the guide organization. Yeah, I, I was looking at this, and and basically it has to do with outlining the new table of contents and kind of discussing uh, what what uh, would be the best way for a beginner to start uh, becoming acclimated with Ember. 
And there are a lot of really cool ideas about uh, about teaching, about how people learn, what's relevant. Uh, and I think this is a really cool thing to, to keep your eye on and look at because, um, I don't know, thinking about how to teach is really, really hard. It's very challenging. And uh, Ember, Ember continually strives to make that more approachable. Uh, so this is something that I, I recommend just reading. Just take a look at it, read it, and uh, and maybe maybe weigh in on it if you have some opinions and you know just be be I you know be aware of what's going on. Uh, did you get a chance to take a look at this? Yeah, I mean it uh, looks like it has some some good changes. I mean obviously there's some some updates for number two things. So there's you know no controller section anymore, but um, there's also a tutorial section which I think is really important. Um, sometimes you know just reading through the guides doesn't give you uh, kind of the picture of how they all work together. Um, even though, I mean, that was kind of the dream of model view controller. You can like teach each part, uh, and you know, know what each individual piece does and they kind of fit together, but you kind of really need to know the entire application, uh, hierarchy. So, right. Yeah. I, I think that that's really good. They, they have an Ember data section as well. And, uh, I think controllers are still going to be mentioned in the routing section, at least until query parameters are, are pulled out into the route. So. It's not like completely gone, but the restructuring I think is a really good a really good effort. So, so definitely check that out. When I was upgrading the app that I've been working on, I, I know you've seen it. You've, you've seen me working on it. Uh, it's uh, it's a little rigid right now, but when we were upgrading to 113, uh, maybe a week ago, I kept on running into problems with Ember Select, and Ember Select uh, is it, it's kind of tricky and it's and it's not really uh, it's not really fully baked anymore. Like there, there's a lot of moving parts to it. Uh, and and with the advent of you know glimmer and some other things there isn't a whole lot of need to to rely on ember select rather than just write your own component or use one of the many add-ons that are in the space like ember x select and etc so i think it's really important if you if you have a long-standing app and you're trying to upgrade uh, to know where to look for uh, some help and there's a blog post by Belint Erdi or Baz on Twitter. Uh, and he's he's the author of Rock and Roll with Ember.js, which is a, a book that I highly recommend. And the blog post is basically talking about how to do a select component um, by yourself, like with, with just straight up Ember and not relying on uh, on a helper that is inside of Ember. Uh, and it's and, and it's definitely really cool. And it, it discusses a lot of the you know the intricacies of what's new in in one thirteen and in two. And uh, definitely worth worth your time. Yeah, and at the top of this, uh, he first mentions this uh, this gist from Edward Faulkner, um, and it's got a a really good use case of the the new mutable keyword, um, where you know you obviously want your drop down to affect the value inside of your model. Um, so this is um, this is interesting that uh, this this is an interesting case. This is one of the first places I've actually seen this uh, be necessary. Yeah, well, it's actually um, it's actually doubly cool because it's using the action closure too. So it's like action mute thing. And when you do that, it basically says, okay, well, whenever whenever the action triggers, then mutate this value. Um, it's kind of shorthand. It's pretty cool. Yeah, another thing that's really cool about this blog is uh, it uses the Ember Community Versions badge. Uh, so you can actually tell uh, what version uh, this tutorial or this blog post uh, is actually good for. Um, and that's actually a, a community upgradable uh, tag. So you can actually make a PR against a repo to change this in the future. And this is one of those problems that Ember had in the beginning uh, where when... You know, when it's moving really fast, blogs become outdated. And there's a lot of work done by the core team to actually reach out to these people and say, hey, could you uh, either take down this blog or like update it or mention at the top that it's deprecated or something to like let new people know? Because that was like a real problem in the beginning. And now it's, this is, this seems like a pretty good solution. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is by uh, Matthew Beal, I believe. And you should go check out the repo. It's at uh, Mixonic Ember Community Versions uh, on GitHub. 
uh, definitely check it out. It's uh, it's definitely um, a really good endeavor. I think that a blog post should should generally be tagged with this. Uh, so yeah, I really like all of this stuff. Uh, definitely take a look at uh, the blog post by Belint Erdi uh, on how to do a, a select dropdown in Ember uh, 2. Uh, that is uh, going to be in the show notes, so definitely take a look at that. And, uh, and if you get a chance, check out the Ember community versions as well. And that's all we have this Ember weekend. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson. And we'll talk to you next weekend. You're a part of a rebel alliance and a traitor. Take her away. All right. I didn't know that he was from the UK. Who? David Prowse. Oh, yeah. Oh, you knew who that was? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I never knew who played. He's quite famous. Yeah, well.